0: Well, Merry Christmas. I got to tell you, I'm glad there are kids and youth in here because I'm going to ask a question and uh, they tend to be pretty honest. Sometimes us adults, we we put a veneer on things, try to, you know, keep that spiritual appearance. But kids, I want you to raise your hands uh, if you're super excited about presents tomorrow morning. Look at all those hands go up. I know our boys have been checking repeatedly. I remember when our oldest, Jaden, he's now 17, but when he was much younger, not only did he shake the presents, but he had, I think it's kind of a brilliant idea. He got my phone and said, hey, Siri, what does it sound like is in this package? <laughs> Siri didn't help him, but I thought that was a good idea. This morning, I want to talk to you about a song with a lot of presents in it song you know as the 12 days of christmas and to start off you might be saying 12 days of christmas like i only know about one december 25th what's that well it's between december 25th and january 5th the 12 days of christmas in the old days and some even today probably still go to a service every day for 12 days to remember the birth right up until before january 6th which is epiphany where we remember the the wise men's later arrival ps on that if your neighbors give you a hard time about keeping your lights up after christmas just say no i'm just getting started and and here's why this is the first day not the last day but but back to the song you all know it right on the first day of christmas my true love gave to me Yeah, and it goes all the way up to to 12 drummers drumming, right? That is a lot of presents, right? I did the math, and Bill, you correct me if I'm wrong. I counted 78 presents in that song if if you add them all up. One guy even took the time to say, hey, in the 2023 economy, what would all of those presents cost? You know what his estimate was? About (laughs) $202,000. And depending on your age or your experience, you may remember different versions of that song the most. You may remember Dean Martin. If you're like me, you, you may remember John Denver and the, the Muppets, Miss Piggy especially. Five gold rings. And if you do remember those, you're aging yourself like me. That latter one was in 1979. I was four. So you can, you can debate about which version's the best, but one thing most of us are in agreement about that song is it, it's a very repetitious song. And it, especially if the same song is played over and over on the radio station you're listening to, then it's extra repetitious. But some believe that was on purpose. There's some controversy about this song. I don't know if you knew that. There's a big... Under under understory controversy going on some believe that the author of the lyrics put a hidden meaning in the song That the the 12 gifts represent 10 things that God has given Now I'll be honest plenty of others have debated that claim and I'm not really interested in entering that debate this morning but I do believe The whole discussion about that provides us an opportunity Uh, Just like jesus used birds to teach us not to worry and he used soil to get us to think about our hearts We can transform this sometimes annoying song Into a reminder of the wonderful gifts That god has given so what i'm saying is it can be deeper than dean martin it can be more meaningful than, than miss piggy and i'm going to show you how We're going to start with what we know from god's word. Okay first thing We know god Is a generous god I don't know what you grew up hearing about god, but the bible speaks of god As a very generous god In fact Those who believe the song has hidden meaning say he's the true love in the song my true love gave to me How do we know God's a generous God? Think about Matthew chapter 7. At a season where we give gifts, think about our generous God. Matthew 7, 9. Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? He's a generous God. How about James 1.17? Every good gift and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. And now I want to walk you through this song. Obviously, we're just going to spend a brief moment on each point because 12-point sermons with long points, we promise a short service. But I want to share with you what some believe these things are. Speak to and what surely are realities of what God offers in his generosity We're going to start from the bottom at 12 drummers drumming and work our way up to the best gift 12 drummers drumming Some believe refers to the 12 sections of the Apostles Creed And depending on Your denominational upbringing you might be saying what's the Apostles Creed? Well, it's a super valuable tool provided by the early church To give us an overview of the big picture of the truth of scripture just look at some of the points i believe in god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth i believe in jesus christ his only son our lord he was conceived by the power of the holy spirit and born of the virgin mary he suffered under pontius pilate was crucified died and was buried he descended into hell. That, that point's debated. We're not going to enter that this morning. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church. That's little C, not big C. That does not mean Roman Catholic. It means the worldwide church that's bigger than just this local body, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. How many of you have memorized that at some point in your life? I know the students here at Trinity do. I see a lot of hands go up. But you talk about a few short lines that pack a punch, right? They say good things come in small packages. Think about that. What if we remembered all this truth and really lived as though that was true? Would that change the way we went out of here? I think so. How about 11 pipers piping? The 11 faithful apostles that walk with Jesus. That's minus Judas Iscariot, of course. You think about those guys from Simon Peter down to Judas, son of James. How thankful are you that those messengers went on to spread the good news of Jesus? And that some of them even wrote it down so that over 2,000 years later, you and I have a, a printed copy of it. Are you thankful for that? We have that so that we can do what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.2, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. That started over 2,000 years ago with the apostles, and it continues today. How about 10 lords a-leaping? I don't know what you picture in your head when you picture lords leaping, but what does a lord do? Uh, A human Lord enforces the laws, right? Ten Commandments. From you shall have no other gods before me, to honor your father and mother, uh, to you shall not murder or steal or covet. How thankful are you for the Ten Commandments? How thankful are you for the, the clear reflection they give us that we have a holy God? We have a holy God. How thankful are you for the ways they make a difference in a society that embraces those and and seeks to live by them? And last but not least, how thankful are you for the important awareness they give to us that we all fall short? We all fall short and we need a savior. What about nine ladies dancing? Nine facets of spiritual fruit right out of Galatians 5. How many of you, and you can be honest again, enjoy a good dance? This is non-denominational church. It's okay. I enjoy a good dance. Think of the joy of a good dance maybe at a wedding reception, especially after a long, hard week at work. It's not a big jump to think about the way these nine gifts Fruits of the Spirit, excuse me, could lighten a dark world if we passed them on out there. Don't we live in a world that could use more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, even on the highway this morning? Could have used a little bit more of that around me, right? What gifts for us as believers to pass on this fruit that the Spirit works? How about eight maids of milking? The eight beatitudes. Do you think milkmaid was like a top tier job? (laughs) No, no, it was kind of the, the bottom of the totem pole. It wasn't glorious. Now think about the beatitudes. They're a gift that remind us in this difficult world that there is blessing. There's blessing at the bottom. So if you're here this morning and you find yourself poor in spirit, knowing you need more than this world's got to offer, if you're here this morning and you would say you're mourning, maybe because you're aware of your sinfulness, the Beatitudes remind us that the way up is down. The way up is down. Think about just a a couple of them. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in spirit realize they need the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. What about some of you suffering for being faithful for the Lord? Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That reminder that the best is yet to come. What what a gift. How about the seven swans of swimming? Seven spiritual gifts mentioned in Romans chapter 12. There are more, but in Romans 12, they're mentioned there. And when it comes to birds, it's hard to find one more graceful and beautiful than the swan, right? They're legendary for that. Now think about this. Every believer in this room has been gifted by the Holy Spirit. You know, think about the beauty of these gifts when they're used for, for God's glory and the good of other people. Just to highlight one, the, the gift of exhortation on there. How many of you believe we live in a world that could use more encouragement and less discouragement? And that's just one. Well, what beautiful gifts the Lord has given us to, to spread around out there. How beautiful the feet of those who bring good news in their words and their actions to a world that needs it six geese a laying some of you guys got chickens in here i know the mailers do anybody else six geese a laying six days of creation genesis chapter one they believe this may speak to the six parts of creation hatched by god during creation week if we use that word in quotes you think about creation how many of you love the outdoors one of our favorite parts about living in Arizona, from mountains to streams to to springs, it's fallen, to be sure, but it is still beautiful. It can still take your breath away. It can still refresh you because God made it. It still reminds us that God is eternally powerful. Romans 1, right? And he, he has a divine nature, if you look around. But beyond that, God uses creation in his word to remind us of his care i think about isaiah chapter 40 at a time when the nation of israel was concerned that god had forgotten them the chapter begins comfort comfort my people and later on he mentions the stars to comfort them he says lift up your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. I think about that. I think about a night a couple weeks ago. I was out back at about 2 a.m. with Evan, our middle son. The Geminids meteor shower was coming through. In less than an hour, I saw 45 meteors. But it was a clear night and the moon was not shining brightly. We saw so many stars. And I looked at him as we were out there and I said, I want you to know something. God knows the name of every one of those stars. And he says not one of them is missing. So wherever you go in your life, whatever you're going through, you can know that God Has not lost his awareness of you he's there he knows five gold rings five books of the Torah Genesis Exodus Leviticus numbers Deuteronomy where would we be without that foundation right think of what we learned there about our creator God a covenant-keeping God who who called a people Who later delivered them from slavery through the blood of a Passover lamb, provided for them in the wilderness, and brought them to the edge of the promised land, which they would enter in Joshua. And think about this how it all pointed forward to a a future deliverance, which leads to the next one four calling birds. The four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. How thankful are we for those men who wrote down their eyewitness accounts and those of others. From the manger, which we celebrate today, to the miracles, to the cross, to the resurrection, to the ascension. They, they call out to us to believe in Jesus Christ, that we might have life. Maybe you're here and you doubt it. Maybe you've, you've heard things about those gospels that tell you they're not reliable. I want to encourage you to check it out for yourself. One man gave the acronym MAP. Follow the MAP. Check out the evidence for the manuscripts. We have more and better manuscripts for those Gospels than we do for many other books from antiquity that we take for granted. Far more. Archaeology. Even when, when people make a claim against the historicity of the Gospels, often archaeology a decade or two later will prove that they were right after all. Manuscripts, archaeology, and prophecy when you embrace the reality that the prophecies of the Old Testament were written well before the events in the Gospels, and you look at how many of those prophecies were fulfilled in Jesus' first coming alone, it'll help solidify that question in your mind. They're more than reliable. They're inspired of God. Follow the map. Manuscripts, archaeology, prophecy. Back them up. Three French hints. Three virtues or the three members of the Trinity you think about the three virtues first corinthians 13 13 and now these three remain faith hope and love Think about those three things faith Which takes God at his word? Right hope which knows the best is yet to come love which puts God and others before ourselves where would this world be without those two turtle doves two testaments old testament new testament and Jesus looked at the scriptures in John 5 39 he said these are the very scriptures that testify about me as we get to this last one I, I kind of view it in my mind if you've ever been at Christmas with your family all the presents are out from under the tree and the kids are getting ready to go play. But then mom or dad says, hey, wait, wait, wait. There's one more in the other room. I got to go get it. We're saving the best for last. A partridge and a pear tree. One blessed Savior. Jesus Christ. And some have looked at this and said a partridge is a fitting picture in some ways for our Savior I, I didn't know this about the partridge till this week it's a braver bird than many other birds when it comes to protecting its young it will lay its life on the line to do so they, they've documented partridges attacking weasels and even attacking humans to protect their young often puts its life on the line second as you can see in both these pictures that Stetson's going to put up Both those pictures are on the ground Partridges spend most of their t- life on the ground they, they have their nest on the ground So a partridge in a tree Is relatively rare and unexpected now I want you to think for a minute about the lengths that Jesus went to protect And save you and protect me next slide Stetson Christmas time we treasure these words Matthew 121 she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins there are people who need saving from our sins the king was born that he might die for our sins Think of his own words in John 15:13. greater love has no one than this, that someone has life for his friends. And he went on to do that very thing. And think of how very unexpected it would have been if we hadn't heard it over and over again, how very unexpected it would have been to see the son of God hung on a tree. Speaking of the cross, Jesus said, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. That baby grew up and died that you might be saved. That that I might be saved. What do I do with that? Romans 10 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Call on the name of Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. What a gift! What a gift. Couple verses just thinking about that gift at Christmas time. First John four nine, next slide. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, the satisfaction of God's wrath against our sin. No wonder Paul says in 2 Corinthians, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. But you know what? Gifts don't do us any good unless we open them. Maybe you've heard the story about a young man who headed out to college, and and he had an envelope from his grandpa, and he knew some of what was in the envelope. He knew there was some, some bonds in there, so he thought rather than blowing them, I'm just going to tuck this away in my safe, and I'm going to work hard so I can pay for college and get through. He did that. He got to the end of college, worked his way through, worked to the bone, went back and checked that envelope. Not only were the bonds in there, but his father had provided, grandfather provided a full scholarship to one of the best colleges in the land. But the young man didn't take advantage of it. Because he didn't open it. Have you, have you opened the gift of Jesus Christ? You say, how? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes, that's it right there, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Please don't leave here without having opened that gift. We'd love to talk to you about that. But as I close, I want to review, to look under the tree where God's put all these presents in our mind. One Savior, Jesus Christ. Two Testaments. Three Virtues. Four Gospel accounts. Five Books of the Torah. Six Days of Creation. Seven Spiritual Gifts. Eight Beatitudes. Nine Facets of Spiritual Fruit. Ten Commandments, 11 faithful apostles, 12 sections of the Apostles' Creed. And my hope is that from this point forward, this somewhat annoying song will remind you of God's many blessings. As I close, I think of what parents often say to to younger kids after they open a present. Right after, hey, make sure you read the card first, right? What do they say next, make sure you say thank you. Make sure you say thank you. Psalm 103.2 says, praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. Merry Christmas. Lord, we praise you for all of your gifts, especially the indescribable, unspeakable gift of your son who came not just to be, be born late in that manger, but to die for our sins. What love is this, that you would come after lost sinners at the price of your son's life. Thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.